welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where I interview comedians, actors, rappers, musicians, entrepreneurs, you name it, anybody with an interesting story to tell who's breaking the mold regardless of the status quo. And I'll tell you a little bit about this guest. His name is Sean Flynn. He's a comedian from New Jersey. He went to Fairleigh Dickinson for film. And we're going to go into a little bit more of his background here in the episode. But I'm telling you this because he has also uh, done and performed comedy next to another comedian we had on the show, famously, Demetrio Mata. So his episode got a ton of downloads. Everybody really enjoyed it. And today we have on another comedian for you, the fourth comedian, the second in person, Sean Flynn. His comedy, I would characterize it as, um, I'd say, more serious, for sure, than Demetrio's, more uh, upfront and direct, and I really appreciate uh, his form of comedy and how he's really been able to you leverage his personality uh, to tell jokes and make people laugh, which is <laughs> the point of the episode. By the end of the episode, you're also going to hear a few jokes from me, and by the way, they're not that good, and Sean is going to uh, you know, grade them <laughs> in the episode. So enjoy that. I hope you have fun on this one. I had a great time. It was a double, so this was the second podcast of the day, and we were really warmed up. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Sean, for doing this, and uh, please enjoy the episode with my friend, Sean Flynn. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast today on the show, my man, Sean Flynn, an Irishman? Irish? Only, fl- only by name and heritage and that shit. Okay, if we have an Irishman, I gotta call it out, you know what I'm saying, man? Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. We are here through our mutual friend, Cy. Wouldn't be here without Cy the guy. That's right, he's a sweetheart. So you guys Great go guy. way back a little bit? or where We did- go way back, man. I remember he's a, I think I, I bought weed off him was the, the way we met. Um, in college, like freshman year, we're both like allegedly, allegedly, right? We're both like eighteen, nineteen, um, or maybe it was before. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when we first met, he was like, "Oh, I'm not sure about this guy." <laughs> about you? <laughs> about me? Um, Why do you think? Uh, because I'm a very sarcastic. Yeah, you have a little like kind of you have kind of a presence of, about you. That's yeah, voice and. Sometimes people think like, oh, what's this guy? and then they get to me like, oh, he's fine. He's fi- he's just another human being. <laughs> and then that's when you know you got him. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, yep, you've tricked him. But anyway, you and Cy were hitting it, or well, he, you weren't hitting it off at first, and then you were hitting. And it. then yeah, and then you know we still I'd see him once or twice a year, which you know it's a lot after college. I mean, college I saw him goddamn every goddamn other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just had a blast together. You know, did a bunch of shit together, and. um I always supported him and his him and his rapping. He supports me and my uh, comedy, man. Yeah, perfect transition before we get too far in here, uh, just to give people context on what you do. So you're a comedian. You uh, went to film school. Would you call yourself a filmmaker too, or would you? Are you kind of out of that now? Would no, you, I still do that. Okay, um, that's probably one of the reasons why I still stay in comedy. If it wasn't for filming comics and um, mm-hmm. you know doing that and helping people out. Um, that's was probably like my first passion and this became you know my second passion now they're probably tied for tied for first i love both um so, so what are you gonna do man do you see if is it kind of like just stay on the grind with the comedy and just stay on the grind with com- i mean it f- feeds itself you know a, a comic just like anything else, like um you know big wave surfers they need photographers as important as the guy surfing the wave comics you know the cinematography and the editing is just as important as the joke itself so I mean, they're they're married together so well, so it's such a fun combination. Do you think about 
doing like oh, okay when i do a special one day i'm gonna do like do you think that far for this like because of your film background i would see a potential connection right i mean i try to have like short-term goals like what mm. do i want to do for you know or even how you shoot your videos now right i mean sure sure yeah so um every once in a while i know it's a place that i'm familiar with i know the owners i try to get as many cameras maybe your boy brandon can help me out oh, yeah, definitely I, man. I can throw him a little little chunk of change He's expensive, um, but I mean, you can try. Yeah, I think he's booked. He's booked. He's doing podcast now. No, he switches whole I got profession. You, he's doubt. booked Thanks, all, of, all of July. He's booked. Wait, he does weddings, right? <laughs> he's booked all the fall. So all of his he's Julys booked. are probably booked, right? Uh, they, they can be. No. <laughs> so yeah, we'll cross that bridge when it gets there. But it's more like short term goals and then long term. But for instance, like um, comedy places that I know well, like this place, uh, Dojo in um, in Morris Plains. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nice little um, comedy club. And uh, I can set up two, three cameras sometimes um, and really get some juxtaposition on on jokes. Um, and, you know, it just adds a little bit of a, a nice editing element to it. Yeah, I, dude, the comedy, I, I love it. I've been a fan since Jeff Dunham and Gabriel Iglesias and waking, you know, staying up late. Fucking and fluffy, huh? Fluffy after my parents went to bed. That was That was it for me. That's how I got hooked. Yeah. And then after that, it was game over. Then once I later on in life, once I started to find more comedians, real comedians, you know, uh, Joe Rogan's early special. I didn't really know. I didn't know his pot. Like I knew his comedy before his podcast. I knew his podcast before his comedy. That's how bad. Everybody knew his podcast before <laughs> they, they knew the majority of people. Well, listen, I knew him throughout the thing. I knew him from fear factor before it. Any of it. That's true. Then oh, I I, that's where out. I knew him too. Never mind. Dude, now here's the connection, dude. He took that's such a con- detour, I forgot all about it. That's the thing. It's like you're also, you might just do film stuff that's not related to comedy too. It's just you can do whatever you want to do, of course. really. Yeah. I'm with you. But have you tried? Ha- so has it, it wasn't a thing of, you know, I want to just work on this stuff. I want to just work on movie sets or I want to, like, why'd you go and film to begin with then? Uh, I went to film because, um, you know, if you work a job that you love, you never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was picking majors. And I remember I was forced to take like an acting class um, senior year of high school. And um, it was interesting, but I would see like film guys like the AV club with like gels and, and the cameras that they're working with. I remember like a, like a light like kind of went on like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden I, I remember my mom. Uh, when I'm looking at a list of things I want for a major, because um, I want to like kind of pick early on, and she goes, "Well, Sean, what about film?" And then the light like went on again. I was like, "That's it," and I circled mm-hmm. it, and then th- haven't looked back. It's a transition to whatever. I mean, who knows? I mean, it was just one of those. It just felt right. Mm-hmm. Who knows? What, well, then and then it got into comedy. So how many? For me, I'm at three comedians now. I guess two and. The 16th. Good things always come in three. Uh, yeah. Maybe now after this episode, I'll try come get up on stage and do an open mic. Sure. I rap open mic. Sure. I do music open mic, but I haven't tried to tell a joke. Well, I've tried to tell a joke as a wedding DJ. Never try. Never do that. It doesn't land. Well, also, when you have a your joke's terrible, it also doesn't land. But my joke was really bad. You know what the best way to do it, um, an open mic, is, and it's a little harder to do in Jersey. It's so much easier in New York, is to do at least two or three in the same night tell a joke or story that you've heard before because most people give you five minutes but if you're new you just want to get up there get your couple jokes in and get done 
But if you do it three different times and you tell a story, the first time it's going to suck. Second time it's going to get better. And the third time it's going to get better and then probably become okay. Mm-hmm. But two things will happen. One is if you go up to comedy and you bomb and then you get back up, you're a comic. It doesn't matter what you do for the rest of your life. You did it twice, you're a comic. The people who do it three times, it means that they're trying to improve. So getting, getting up there two times, three times, that's that's kind of the secret in, in terms of starting. In one day? In one night, yeah. Uh-huh. I used to do that all the time in New York. Me and my buddies would go, and we would you know hit up the Grizzly Pear in Manhattan, and then we'd you know hit up uh, all, usually all Manhattan, and we'll hit up... Um, you know, a small mic in someone's you know, backyard or, or back terrace. Yeah. And then uh, we'll go to a, a, a club where, you know, everyone there is drunk and pass out, not listening, and then do another one. It can get uh, – it's it's fun, but it's also like, oh, this got sad really quickly. <laughs> but that's also a lot of open mics too is that got sad really quickly. Yeah. Because, I mean, it just depends on the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it could things could change at any moment here yeah. with an open mic. You know, somebody amazing could go up and just knock it out, or you could have three, six duds in a row, you know? Yeah, it depends, though. If you have a bad crowd or you have a crowd full of comics. uh, So there are bad crowds. (laughs) There's more bad crowds than good crowds. Well, if you're in the crowd, you don't think it's a bad crowd, probably. No, no, no. If you're not a comic. Oh, if you're not a comic? Oh, absolutely. You might have no idea. Yeah, no, you'd think it's a good crowd. They have no idea. The whole thing is being judged by people who, (laughs) who don't do this, who watch it who usually most like people go to comedy shows aren't serial goers mm-hmm. it's it's something that you do you know with the with the wife um when you want to laugh at the all the things that make you scary in the world right mm-hmm. and uh they go and their judgment is only based on one thing them buying two drinks mm-hmm. and they get they get to determine if you're good or you're bad they're the fucking emperor in the ring, what was that movie Gladiator? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gives the thumbs up or thumb down. Yeah, that's how it goes. So what? How did you get the balls to just get up the first time, though? That's um, a good question. I never wanted or thought about being a comedian ever. Um, I grew up like loving um, Nick Swartzen. Uh, I can and see Chris that. Chris Rock. I can see a Swartzen. Um, and now I love like Nikki Glaser and Sam Morell. I can see that too, Morell. Um, I never wanted to be a comic. I always wanted to be behind the camera. And um, the pandemic happened. Girl I was crazy about moved. And then the third thing was... She dipped? She just dipped? Out? Yeah, yeah, she moved. Um, oh, damn, dude, you were crazy about it. I thought she would have stayed. But... And then uh, what was the third... Oh, yeah, the third thing was I lost my job because of the pandemic. I was bored as hell. was working on different editing, learning new tools, downloading, you know... Um, new software and uh as brandon will tell you some of the most important probably the most important thing to me is having something worthwhile editing because if you're mm-hmm. editing something that's not you're yeah. passionate about or not something someone else is passionate about and you're just working on different tools you get very lazy and bored and um all of a sudden i'm at my aunt's house and my cousin my aunt in cranford all right hey, hey c-town baby represent what up she is a wonderful girl when she gives you a compliment, though, she really means it. She's not just going to blow, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, blow smoke up you, you know, just to just to give you an inflated ego. Like she really, really, really means it. And she was telling me a story of her friends who was doing stand up, and the jokes were 
they've been done a thousand different times, a thousand different ways, and they just weren't very creative or whatever. Yeah. And um, I just go, I can do way better than that. Not think anything of it. She just goes, you would do way better than that. And I was like, yeah, I think I would. And then all of a sudden, the next day, I'm like, I got all this time in my hands. Maybe I should write a joke. And then I realized I pulled up my old scripts from film class and film school because I wrote a lot of, you know, um, comedy stuff. And I remember, like, writing, like, practicing, like, advertisement stuff. And you'd have to, the project would be an advertisement of this, you know, shampoo bottle or whatever. Yeah. And all the shit I wrote was comedy. I'm like, I'm already a fucking comedy writer. And then I just kept writing more and more and more jokes. And then... Decided to test it out, September first, twenty twenty, and uh, haven't looked back since. Where? Where was that? I believe it was at the Brighton Bar in like Long Branch, New Jersey, okay. which I believe they closed down. Pretty innocent place to start, I would think. Uh, it was man, it was out there. You get a lot of when you go to some of those beach towns. You get all you get, you know, skids and oh yeah, and um. Uh, very unique people, which I'm a fan of. I like, I like getting weird. <laughs> I'm a little For bit sure, weird myself. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I was awful. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I just told a funny, um, uh, a funny story to me, but it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, just like every comic, oh my god, they laughed. I'm good. And then you go up the next couple times, like, oh no, 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 I suck. They were being nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they knew what you were. They knew what level you were at. Right. Yeah, 100%. Because most of the people there were comics. And then I didn't really start taking it seriously until, um, you know, six months, six months a year. I made every mistake. I, um, yeah, I made every possible mistake. And I still make some mistakes, but um, shit, that's how you get better. Yeah, well, you have to. Yeah. I mean, but so did it seem obvious to you though that you, at that time, like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this? Like, after the first day, you're like, okay, I'm going to do it again at least? Or, yeah, but it was um, less about because there's nothing to do. And I remember, um, like, getting, getting job, like, once jobs start to come back, being like, all right, well, I'm probably going to drop this. I'm going to do something else. And um, then I started learning about like shows you can do. And then all of a sudden, because I made so many friends doing it. Um, I started hanging out with them so much. And what are they doing? They're doing a different comedy show. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I'm in group chats with different comedy people about, you know, shows popping up or, you know, someone helping editing with this or someone, you know, can help advertise that. Cause it's actually more of a team sport than you think. Um, and then all of a sudden I like look up, I'm like, Oh my God, my whole world is fucking warped. It, it was almost like a, uh, what I believe like, uh, people who are addicts, like have a moment of realization that they fell into this hole and then they realize like, Oh my God, this is who I am. But it was in a much healthier, it's not the most healthy thing to do stand up comedy all the fucking time, but it was goddamn more healthy than that. Healthier than hard drugs. I would think. Exactly. It's more healthy than crack cocaine. We'll see. And that's how it's fucking started, man. All of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm this guy now. Might as well dive head deep. And then I started like, all right, I know I already had to film an edit. Let me post this shit. Let me film this. Let me, you know, film for other people. See if I can get paid mm. um, for this. Um, let me do this, this one gig. Cause I know I can get 30 bucks and some weed I can sell. <laughs> totally. So uh, yeah, let me try out for different um, comedy places in New York and uh, actually won one of them, which is nice. What was that? So I did two places. I did stamp New York and then I did Broadway comedy club. And what they do is they have um, 
I guess you would call it somewhat of an amateur night um, where they give you five minutes and if they see that, all right, you got some chops, they'll invite you back. Um, and, uh, you know, humble brag, I got invited back. Not everybody does. Um, the other one I did not get invited back. So, <laughs> How long were you doing comedy until you did this specific thing? I did that in November. From, so, so it was September and then to November. November 2021. So I was doing comedy for 15, 16 months when oh, I okay. decided I to do... That makes sense. When, or yeah, maybe actually I did Stamp New York in August or September. So yeah, over a year. Hmm. Yeah, I did a year of just practicing um, before I ever even... Oh shit, no, two years. Two fucking years. Yeah, because it was 2022. There you go. Yeah, I did two full years um, and of just practicing before I ever, like, really, like... I did shows, but before I ever, like, tried out for, like, the big, like, New York clubs, hmm. two years. Yeah. So how does it work? Do you... Like you said, it's like a team sport, community. It, comedy wasn't always like that, but it is more now um, in terms of community element. But, like, how do you... Like, what's the... How do, how do you, like, level up? Do you need to sell out your hometown? Do you, like, what, does it go by tickets? Like, I know how music works. I, I just, right, I don't know if right. So, um, assets and seats always matter. Mm -hmm. So if you're bringing people to uh, comic clubs, then there's more opportunity for you. Um, so if you keep saying, hey, it's a bringer show, it's where you bring people. Uh, you bring people to the show, and then that's it. Um but if you're doing a show that's like a, a big time comedy club, say like Broadway Comedy Club or mm -hmm. Stand Up New York, um, the, all you get is um, five minutes. They still want you to bring a certain amount of people, otherwise you don't go up. Mm. Um, but it's more like, hey, if you do that, then you get invited back, and you don't really have to big. You don't really have to bring anybody. Um, so, so if they put you in the lineup, essentially they put you in the lineup. So I got put in the lineup, and I got like three shows i didn't have to bring anybody and then now they'll still email me like hey like only bring like a couple people and you can go up you can go up and frankly i, I probably don't even have to bring a couple people yeah. i'm sure i can get away with a couple times but though i remember getting emailed one day and the guy's like how many people can you bring to the show like 30 or 40 i'm like nah dog i'm a nobody yeah i'm like i could probably squeeze five <laughs> like i get my mom my dad my sister and i'm like going through my aunt, whole family aunt sam is she is so down i guarantee oh you well she she's show up. that's the one that she told you that you would be good at it right is that the same no that was my cousin my cousin that was your cousin yeah, yeah. yeah but it's always nice to have so it's nice to have somebody that nobody i'll tell you this man nobody was like yeah you would be you could probably rap Probably be better than that. Like, no one told you that, man. No, out of nowhere. Dude. That's Imagine a shame. That. That's Looking a shame. like this, fucking crazy. Dude, Eminem looks. Should have been telling worse. me this. I know. I don't uh, have that head shape. I'm, you don't have to be a fucking football player to rap. No, not Last at all. Time I, I mean, I don't, think, to do I don't know like any of them. I don't think I don't know many rappers. Well, actually, I do. Young Benny, yeah. my homie, Young Benny. Yep, yep. He would well, play last football. Last time I checked, he was all good at football. I'm sure he's good at football. But last time I checked, all I have to do is be on rhythm. And be really creative. Well, like you said, two open mics and you're a comic. Yeah, what rap is like, put out one song, do a couple mics. That's awesome. You're a rapper. I'm Weird gonna, to I'm tell gonna people. I'm going to pass on that. But. Well, you can always try it. It's like, I'll try comedy, dude. I'm down. I got some terrible jokes in my phone. I have a whole 
I have a whole folder. That's the one thing, like, I'm really... That's probably the thing I'm best at, is joke writing. So, yeah, and I've like, noticed that, I thought that I was too. best at, like, filming or whatever. That's probably, like, the naturally thing I'm really good well, at. Well, if you're filming jokes. and no, it's not good, then yeah. it doesn't people, matter. People think this is a misconception. Well, I shouldn't speak for all comics. Me, I think this. A lot of comics probably don't. Um, the What's the funnest thing about party, about uh, comedy? It isn't going up and doing stand-up. It's before the show joking with your buddies because that's all any like that's the funnest thing you can ever do ever i love that more mm-hmm. than oxygen is <laughs> just going around joking with your friends so like the biggest thing that i would want and i don't care if it lasts a year or i get 40 years of a career of doing this is to be a comedy and joke writer i would love mm-hmm. to write comics uh, write for comics and write for you know people that do shows and stuff like that that would be my dream job um, don't get me wrong, I fucking love stand-up. I love doing it. would love to keep doing it. But, like, if I had the choice, I think I would I would definitely pick that. I think Lil Dicky is a great example. I mean, literally just made it in rap, and they just went, I'm going to go make a TV show, because that's what he wanted to do the whole time. He wanted to make a TV show? He wanted to be a comic. He is a comic. He is. But he, he was a comic rapper, and right. just rap was the, rap was the um, you know, vehicle. I'm impressed by. I remember I saw. Um, I didn't know a thing about Little Dicky, and I saw him on like uh, Charlemagne the God or something uh-huh. or Sweat. I forget who it was. It's one of those one of those uh, guys. And uh, I remember they have a thing where it's like you have to spit, um, and I was just blown away. I was like, "Wow, dude, he's crazy!" I couldn't believe it. And also just the uh, just the self criticism and just describing like caricatures of himself well, it's more self-deprecation self-deprecation right? is yeah. the better word 100 percent. i love it yeah me last, too last joke i had was about um uh not giving my girl an orgasm or some shit like that dude i need so, so what are you doing about that what am i doing about that yeah, oh, you single. got some game hmm? you got some game on what what riz what what's that what riz <laughs> yeah left right what are we doing no i'm a uh, girl um I was, I was with dated for for a while uh she the different girl she actually moved um, dude what's up with these chicks? yeah right <laughs> dude these chicks are gone i'm sorry brother <laughs> wasn't you it wasn't you um yeah she moved and uh of course i was made the taylor swift song right and um i haven't talked to her in uh a month over a month and i've never wanted to be like more single and not dating not seeing anybody not talking to anybody the idea of like going on a dating app is i'd rather put my Hand through a uh, through a, a broken glass mirror full of fucking salt. It's sad that that's what the internet is creating. Like that's what apps have created. It's like we've just put dating into this weird thing. Like because it's not. It's all prerequisites to right, the date right, that make exactly. like online dating is just prerequisites to the date that make the date really weird. Yeah. Like I the goal is to get the date but everybody's caught up with this thing you're doing beforehand right which is sending these weird messages and shit it never worked for me but back when i you know whatever when i was single here's the thing i didn't i didn't have any luck it's got to work once it worked once and then you're done (laughs) that's actually that's a good point that's a good point you just got to find them somehow it's like well that's it it's you're trying to find the date or you're trying to find the person you're trying to date to find the person if that's what you're trying to do yeah. I didn't know I was looking. Well, I kind of knew. I, I I wrote down 
because I I I, I listened to his audio book, Think and Grow Rich, and it was this weird manifestation shit that I was learning. And I was like, you know what? Let me just write it down. Let me write down the person that I want. It said like in the book, write down whatever you like. Man, write down like write a letter to money for how much money you want. Like just write your shit. Yeah, it's it's classic. You know, if you have a vision. Better chance of you uh, attaining that vision if you look at it every day, right? Yeah, but and I couldn't tell you, you know, did it work? Did it not work? Who knows? I'm not that. I don't go that far into it where I'm sure. like, it's you should. Everybody should do this. But then I met my girlfriend. She hit like six of the ten things or whatever that I wrote down. That's great. Six of the ten. I mean, if they hit three of the ten, I think I might be happy. Oh, I was <laughs> shooting for one to two of the ten. I'm 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 lucky, dude. I'm, six I'm ecstatic. Out of I'm good, dude. And she loves the fucking beard. Huh? Loves the enjoys the beard. Does yeah. not have an issue with it. That's great. Now you can grow one out, dude. They're good with it. You got. I can the right grow one. the goatee, man. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it makes me look like a skinhead. So <laughs> that's not what you were going for. <laughs> that's not what I'm going for. <laughs> Bank on that Irish. Bank on that Irish. It's all good. Yeah. They got oppressed. We got oppressed. <laughs> okay. So I actually, it's the opposite. A, I actually have a joke. I'm trying to work out. I have to do with um. Irish, it's basically, and I'll sh- you know what? Why not share it with you? But it's not anywhere near complete. But by the way, that's why I like I'm not asking you about your jokes because I don't know if you want to. If I'm like, tell me that joke, like so, yeah, but by the way, on, monkey, dance for me, thre- on, exactly. It's not that it's not that type of podcast. <laughs> no, I'll you, tell you, I'll they'll tell get you on a fucking radio show and do that to you, so right. Um, but yeah, I was writing this joke and I was actually practicing on the way here. Uh, you know, Doug Williams is my favorite football player. Of all time. Maybe we could pull up a picture of him. He dude. is the first African American quarterback to win a Super Bowl, which is a great step for not just African Americans, but all Americans against racism. Yeah, Unfortunately, it's also a big step back because he played for the Washington Redskins. Oh my God, dude. And that's America for you. It's like one step forward, one step back. Dude, that shit, and but... he really did? Oh, yeah. That's fucking great, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, the most racist logo, if you ask me, in American sports has to be the Notre Dame Fighting Irish logo, which if you've ever seen it, it's a leprechaun who looks very much like someone with dwarfism that they painted green in a fighting position like this. And as an Irish American, I'm deeply offended. Dude, I'm offended too. I dude. can't even get. I'm so it. glad we can both be offended about this on I'm, this podcast. I'm kidding. I'm not offended the slightest. Dude, I was go- I was gonna roll with that because I've never been offended about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Any lo- nice to- I've never been offending, offended about a logo, but I'm down to get offended about this one just <laughs> I, for you. But I'm not offended in the slightest. I think it's hysterical. Um, no, but as- are you really offended about anything though? No, no, me either. No. And I should have been. You probably could get me to be offended about something about myself. Maybe. Like, I feel like Dave down there might be something. But it's like the general public. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally put my entire life on a podcast. And still, it's like you could try, I guess. But that's yeah. my tactic. And that's going to be, I mean, that's what you do, too. It's like yeah. that's what comics do. They put their shit out there. Just because something's offensive doesn't mean you have to be offended. And there are stuff that's offensive that I choose not to be offended by because... Mm-hmm. My goal in life is to never become a victim, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people who victim culture, like, oh, I was offended, so the other, and then it's it's crazy. But to finish the joke, um, so what you do is you do a, uh, and I'm deeply, aff- <laughs> I can't get through it. I'm not offended at all. I mean, it. I I kind of like if it. You, if you know, 
about Notre Dame, their head coach in the 20th century gave them the name Fighting Irish because after a game, they played like a bunch of drunken, Southie, fighting Irishmen. And that's a quote by the head coach. And that was a, they won the game. That was a compliment. And the name stuck. Yep. And I'm, I'm not a fan of Notre Dame. I can't stand Notre Dame, but I love their fucking market. Now, how did the Red, I love their market. How did the Redskins get named? That's what I want. That's the real question now. Uh, they got named in 1933, and, uh, you know. What's the quote on that one? You know a lot of shit was going down There's a couple quotes there that they're withholding, you know? I mean, the way I look at it, and, you know, I think in general PC culture is, is a good thing, but it does go over the uh, over. It does go past reality at times to the point where it's ridiculous. Mm. There were so many more problems in the United States in 1933 than the name of a sports football team. 100%. Real problems. Yeah, real, 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 real problems. Um, you know, there's Japanese internment camps in World War II. Uh, Emmett Till was, 14-year-old boy, was butchered for, uh, you know, hollering at a white woman down south. Uh there, there was so much racial issues that people don't really give a fuck about the name of a goddamn sports team. But now that there's still racism, there's still racial issues, obviously. But thank God that that's something that that we're trying to trying to fix, and in some cases try to overfix. Actually, when I was writing that joke, I saw like all of a sudden I look it up because I try to look up all my jokes to see like someone do this yet. There's actually a movement to get that name canceled because it's perceived as. As racist, but I don't find it racist at all as an Irish American. It's non-Irish people who are making a thing. It yeah, can't be. That's Irish the thing. People. It's crazy, dude. People. Those, that's that's an issue. That's the thing that I don't agree with for sure. Is anybody being offended on behalf of other people? Right. It I, just doesn't make sense. I'm to me. so that's with all. you because yeah. if you if you ask them, and yes, the community. Because then, then it's not about them. It's about you. Exactly. So get the fuck out of here. And it's white people want to be on the right side of history so badly mm. that sometimes they're speaking over. Well, it's also not, it's like, people. it could be also anybody. It could be just anybody in general. There's, there's black people who you're get right. offended on behalf of other people you're too. Right. I, so, but, but for sure, I know what you're saying, but I think that across, I think just the thing itself or the cult or this little people cult, and, but yeah. also people go and shit on all this, all this, uh, those, you know, woke this and woke that. And, you know, it's terrible and people getting offended on the behalf of other people. It's terrible. That's, it's not that many people. Yeah. It's, it's a small minority. It's always it's a the minority. Small yeah. The minority of minorities. <laughs> Literally. 100%. Like, yeah. Twitter's not real life. Real life's real life. You know? The internet's yeah. not real. It's, it's not. It's still not. As much as it we might think it is, it's still not. Yeah. Because we're right. sitting here doing this. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But if you were on another podcast, maybe you'd be on Zoom, but I don't do that shit. Yeah. I remember I saw this guy. I forget where, but he um, was wearing a like, sombrero, a poncho. I think he had like, a mustache. And he was on a college campus, and he asked all the college students at Cinco de Mayo, because my outfit offends you. And they all said, <laughs> they all said, uh, yeah, it's offensive because you don't know the culture, because reason X, Y, and Z. I remember one person ripped the mustache off him. And then he goes to the quaint little Mexican side of town, to the Mexican neighborhood, where they're all celebrating this wonderful holiday where the Mexicans beat off the French. And uh, I beat them in... in battle and they didn't beat them off (laughs) i didn't mean it like that i did all right continue (laughs) uh i meant they beat them off in battle (laughs) uh, during the middle of the battle in the middle of battle exactly that's why they ran 
And uh, he asked all the Mexican people there, like, is my outfit defend you? They go, no, I think you look good. You look great. Yeah. Yeah. You look well, like one just, of us. Just turn it this way a little there. bit. They're like, they're like messing with the hat. Just, and yeah, it just shows. No, but they're not. Yeah, they're not. It just shows, you know, people correct, correct, correct. That's great with PC. And then they overcorrect. And then they all of a sudden they're not in reality anymore. <laughs> Gender's the big one, dude. That one's majorly hijacked. Major hijack. By the 2030s, we're going to know so much more. I don't know what the fuck to think now. I don't know what's going on. Well, I know what people... Ha- Did you watch What is a Woman? Um, I saw good. clips of that. Yeah, I'm not... Listen, I, I'm really not on the side. I'm, uh, my other producer, Trev, who we do a lot of content together, he says I'm more left than right. I don't really know. But um, I'm, I'm pro-abortion, pro-gun. So I don't know what that puts me, but... It makes you Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, baby. I mean, I did. Uh, I did watch too much. Yeah. Joe there's a there's an old Louis C.K. <laughs> Louis C.K. bit where he goes, um, he goes, I'm pro abortion, um, and I believe that you know it's just cells that are being sucked from the body. This and that. He talks about you know how how he's pro abortion, and then uh, and then he goes, the other side is pro life. You got to understand, people, they think that babies are being murdered. (laughs) This is this is what they think. I don't agree with it, but everyone wonders why they're so upset. They think babies are being being murdered. murdered. (laughs) And I remember that's the the genius about, you know, uh, some of these professional comics. He's a go to Louis, obviously. Yeah, is I found him a long time ago, too. The best comics are the people that are able to find the obvious that no one's touching up on because when you find the obvious that no one's touching up on, I remember he has a joke where he's talking about, um, we're the, we're the most wasted spoiled generation ever in the history of ever. We probably are. (laughs) And everything is great and we don't appreciate anything. And he's talking about like someone sending a text and he goes, Oh, it won't, it's not, it's not going through. It won't. uh." And then Louis just goes, can you give it a minute? Can you, can you give it a, it's going to Space. Can you give it a minute to get back from space? You fucking it's like, take genius, a second, dude. You know we also used to have natural cig breaks, right? Like in life, like people who smoked cigarettes weren't. Also, they weren't uh, kind of ostracized from society. But yeah, um, I feel bad for them. Yeah, me too. Um, I indulge, not daily, but for sure. I mean, I like to enjoy myself. There were natural breaks in life. There were, you said, I said to you, hey, Sean, we're going to meet at the pizzeria at 6.15. Yeah. And this happened at 2.30. And you said, all right, man, I'll see you there. I get to the pizzeria. It's five after six. No cell phones. Just looking around. I'm just thinking. Just people watching, hanging out. I just hang out outside for 10 minutes. Doing nothing. I'm not doing anything. And then you show up, and then we go and have our time. But that's what happened. Like, that's what happened in life. Yeah. People just waited for stuff. Right. They just, they were just like this. Waiting. Fuck, what's his name? Tom Segura got Burt Kreischer, um, uh, Hitler's teacup. Hitler's teacup, dude. This is so good. They have a picture of it, too. Him next to the teacup. That was an un... Oh, my God. I can't believe it. One of the best moments ever in podcasting. Right there. Oh, yeah? I would say. I'm a connoisseur. 
I remember Bert, because uh, after that, and you probably heard this before, Bert was going past the synagogue, um, and one of the guys was like crossing the street or was on the sidewalk and just goes to Bert. Yep. Two guys, actually. Two, Two guys. guys did that? Yeah. In the same place. And and then um, and then he said something about like, hey, Bert, you're the talk of the synagogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these Jews love you, dude. They're not watching Arya Shafir Jew. <laughs> Because Ari Shafir, Ari... Uh, there's no comic that goes harder in the pain than Ari. No, Ari is a Jew. That's not... He's not supposed to be talking to... He needs to talk to us about Jews. That's what we're doing, you know? It's like, the, they're watching Bert. Yeah. <laughs> not Ari. You know, everybody... Uh, listen, I, and I, lo- I love Ari. I'm not oh, talking to any Ari's shit. Ari's got balls. He always has. I it feel gives like, me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I'm a comic and he's a comic, obviously he's ten times fucking million better. And thank God, that's I'm, how I feel about me versus like Joe or something like that in podcasting. <laughs> that's the same thing where it's like it's not the same. But no know? one goes harder than Ari, and I've never no. had. I can never go that hard. I go kind of hard in the pain at times. But um, I mean, hey, I got jokes that are, you know, cookie cutter. I love all jokes. I love. If, I love little fucking five-year-old, six-year-old jokes they tell. I fucking love all jokes. I love jokes more than breathing. More than breathing. Definitely so if you had to choose one, jokes or breathing? Jokes. For the rest of your life? Okay. I wouldn't want to live without <laughs> jokes. So what do you... What, That's what people live what for. Do you, who do you like? Like, what are you fucking with? Comics right now? Yeah. Sam the Ma- Sam the Gator Morel. I fuck with him. He's he got that. I'm name. a Norman guy, but that's me. Love Norman. Love Saw him. He told my girlfriend that she had good shoulders. She has great shoulders. <laughs> Crazy. So that's something Mark would say. So he's so weird and so out. There. Hey, good shoulder. You know. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole thing. That sounds like him. <laughs> yeah. And then I de- so, but uh, this is what happened. <laughs> this is more to the story. So I I I saw so I saw him at the um, was it laugh. Factory uh, New Brunswick, the one in New Brunswick. What's the one in New Brunswick? It's not stress factory. Stress. Uh, that's stress factory. Stress factory. Yeah. So we, bu- I bought the tickets, mm-hmm. and I saw he was shouting people out in his story. So I'm like, I'm getting into DMs, boy. So I, so I screenshotted the tickets, I tagged him. I'm like, Mark, oh, man, what up? So then he like reposted on the story. So I'm oh, like, what a sweetheart. Bet. Yeah, what a man. I'm in the DMs. What's up? And then I tell him. So then we go to the show. Then my girlfriend's like, okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. So she goes to the bathroom, and this is still half COVID, so it's like we're outside show, but you can go in to go to the bathroom. And it's nice out. And so she comes back, and she's like, yeah, I saw Mark. I'm like, no shit. And he, she was like, yeah, he said I had nice shoulders. And then so I'm like, that's amazing. And we sat in the front row, and he started talking to her on the show and all the shit. It was really cool. And then I DM'd him after about the podcast, and it didn't go over that well. His response was, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, dude, you told my girl she had nice shoulders. Like, ooh, I have a podcast over in Jersey. You, know? <laughs> you want to come on? Uh, but he, he didn't say no. He said, eh. <laughs> so I didn't get a no. You're right. He didn't say no. I actually speak louder than words. He did know. He, he kn- did know. He knew, but he didn't say no. Mm. Difference. Difference. You naughty girl. I'll get him. Appreciate you, Mark. Have the invite right here. I mean, a lot of exposure here, Mark. What type of useless information do you know? Do you know uh, any useless information? Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> what useless information don't I know? I know so many random facts and dates and shit like that. You're a history guy. 
Yeah, so I know all about like the Civil War. You can ask me anything about the Civil War, and chances are I'll, I'll know it. What's up with the Alamo? Do you remember anything about that? Yeah, the Alamo was um, Texans who were fighting um, uh, the Mexican Army, which is a huge army. They had 180 guys led by Davy Crockett, who was a Western. Um, he was a Western. Uh, he was like one of the first like cowboys. This um, was the Texan. He led the Texan people. Yeah, he led the Texans. Um, that gave like the cowboy image, the cowboy way of life. Uh, the last one was the Marlboro, Marlboro Man. What you don't see is that. What about the Marlboro Man? Uh, the last like cowboy that people like looked at as you know, almost like how the biker attitude, where it's like life on on the road and, or life in the prairie. Oh, so you're saying that's how the Marlboro Man came to existence? I would say the first guy was Davy Crockett, oh, or okay. like stories about him and the Alamo went went through went through all of America. And the last one was probably the Marlboro Man, which is guys selling cigarettes, saying like, "Hey, don't you like my way of life? We'll smoke Marlboro." And then that, like, when's the last time you saw a fucking Western where people attach themselves to a cowboy? Now, now people, their heroes are superheroes. Um, we can do all this old timey war shit, but we can't do West. We can't do well. Yellowstone's doing its thing, but it it works. Yeah, but oh, uh, but that's modern. Day. I'm saying it's a modern day, and every kid wanted to be a cowboy mm-hmm. from 1836 to an album up until. Um, you know, uh, that's so cool. Bar, just man, from the Alamo, and what a lot of people don't know. Here's some use. Well, actually, I don't think it's useful at all. I think it's actually pretty, pretty nice and pretty sweet. Um, what a lot of black men did after they got their freedom, um, uh, once the Civil War was concluded, is they became cowboys. That's what not a lot of people know. Like one in four people were fucking black cowboys, like Django. Like fucking Django. Django. It's exactly like Django. Damn. And if you think about it, A, who you can be around except for your horse and your cattle. B, no one's going to be bothering you or looking at you twice um, because you're out on the own, you're living off the land, yada, yada, yada. Um, And three, you can still make a decent wage. Um and it was a good fucking life for these guys. They had to buy a horse and get a horse and find a way to get, um, and then be on a horse without, you know, someone trying to kick them off. Cause the idea of a black person on a horse before 1865 was like watching a Tyler drive a car, but because they wouldn't let them. But Indians didn't have like native Americans didn't have, they had, did they have horses too? Horses weren't they native. Had nothing but horses. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, they weren't native. They brought somebody brought it over the bearing the land bridge. I'm pretty sure at some point somebody brought a horse over. But uh, you talking about the land bridge that formed Alaska to Russia? Mm-hmm. Um, you into yes. deep history like so, sapiens? You ever read? That I book? think Cortez's Inquisition of the Mayans. Mm-hmm. That's when horses started because no one saw horses before that in the Americas. Um, those horses stayed. They bred. I'm not sure if they were in North America then before that, um, so don't call me on that. And then all of a sudden, um, horses pop up and everywhere. But no, Native Americans were synonymous with horses. That's how they hunted. Um, they they were hunters and gatherers for a very long time before they started growing crops, and their horses were their livelihood. There's some crazy animals that were here and that were everywhere. Like well, in the we, U.S. Yeah, before we, before we populate ass, everything, yeah, dude, they had mammoths, <laughs> mini mammoths. 
in they North had America. A, yeah, they had a dire wolf. Look up a picture of one of those. Crazy dude. Like What's from a dire wolf? Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's a real thing. Uh huh. What's a dire They wolf? had a saber toothed tiger. Oh in, yeah. In the Americas. Or well, in a lot in like I can't. Dire wolves are scary. Dire wolves are another level. Uh, that's how the Nashville Predators got their name is because oh. they found a um, saber toothed tiger in Nashville. <laughs> they called it. <laughs> no they just. Hey man, Luke. I mean, it is not a prey. It's more of a predator. It's more of a predator. So, so I'm thinking we just call it what it is. That's pretty good southern. I don't know any. I can't. And it sound kind of sounds like Tennessee. See, I don't know. I don't know the differences. Um, I can't I know dialect. The generic differences. Okay, so you because I'm tired because I'm going to be born. How many viewers do you got for this? Six. No, I don't know. Oh, what total? Yeah, uh, no, like off per episode. A hundred, couple hundred. Oh, it's not bad. Is it? I don't I'm know. T- I'm tired of boring them. Or in the few- I'm sorry for boring you guys. It's a podcast. They know what they're getting into. Appreciate um, you. Uh, so from what I've heard and from I've seen is it, so the different types of like Southern accents is Texas. Think of like the bushes and it's just at the end of words, there's a little twang where it's like, um, now Brandon, you've been doing a good job. No watches drive. <laughs> you've been doing a really good job, Brandon. And, uh, we're going to get a job. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. Right. You know, weapons of mass destruction. So it's just a little like twang at the end of it, but then you go to like down like the Mississippi and um, Louisiana, and it's a lot more um, slow. It's so go football, play play school, make sure you get good grades, and you know go Mississippi State, go Bulldogs, and then all of a sudden you get to like Florida Panhandle. <laughs> Sound like Forrest Gump? Yeah, well, he's from Alabama. That makes sense. This guy's good, B. Yeah, yeah, that's he's impressive. Got it. That's and then you get to like Florida Panhandle, and smart. That's my boat. I don't care what anyone else says. That is my boat. And I'm going to take my boat from St. Petersburg all the way up to Pensacola. All right? Because I live in Tallahassee, and I want to make sure I have access to You think to it would it. be a little slower than that? No, they got a little bit They little have bit a quicker. little. The Florida's got a little speed to them. They can all... Yeah, but Miami... they on a pillar, too. But then Miami, yeah. you just turn them to Cuba. And then South True. Carolina, like North Carolina, it's more like molasses. It's more refined. Let me talk they, about that distillery. I want them to be faster, but I do realize there's an art Slower to it. Slower way of life. Things change very slowly down there. Yeah, but there's also an art to the... Like, you got to appreciate an accent. Just because yours is faster than somebody else's doesn't mean that it's... Be- I mean, it is. It does mean that it's better. <laughs> it does mean that uh, it's... What are you talking about? It's not a... Fu- it's not... <laughs> you're not Carl Lewis and Usain Bolt in a race. Well, it'd be good, you know. Be good race. Yeah, I remember this girl um, in college. I went to study abroad in the UK with your boy Brian Williams. Shout out Brian Williams. Shout, Shout out, out Brian. Brian Williams. Uh, and uh, when I was in the UK, this girl was like, "Oh my god, all these people have accents. We don't even have accents." I was like, "Home." Oh, <laughs> Everyone who's ever walked the earth. There's a joke for you. Right has an accent. A real life joke. You just don't hear it because the people around you in that region have the same accent. How dumb? That's how accents dude, happen. They're regional. How dumb do you need to be to think that you don't have an accent? The arrogance behind. I shouldn't call well, it arrogance. Well, there's the also there is it. no. There's also no accent. That's also a thing. You're right. In like voice acting and shit. The Super Bowl DraftKings only on DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, like those guys don't. That's not... They don't have an accent. Yeah. I mean, the accent is broadcasting accent. Right. But that's like a clear... 
I guess. There's accent training, de-accent training. I know somebody who does that. They're an accent coach. Who who gets hired by accent coaches? Uh, people who do voiceover acting and stuff. Oh. Because they have to get their accent out of there. Because we have like a Jersey accent, for sure. I have a little mix with a PA because I'm on the border. I'm the edge of the West out here. <laughs> I know. You came out here, you're like, this is either going to... I gonna, thought I was going to go to the boonies. I'm going to hit a pencil tucky. <laughs> I'm going to hit a bear or pod, I'm going to do a podcast. Oh no, pencil tucky, and it gets tucky close, dude. Not far distance, and you're in, yeah. and you're in the tucky. Yeah, <laughs> even the Jersey border side, dude. You wouldn't even know. Pennsylvania got its own thing, but that's the thing with Jersey out here too, man. It's like this is Jersey, but it's not the rest of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say that I live in the place between the place and the place because nobody knows where the fuck. We are out here. Yeah. I think I said this in my last podcast. Jersey gets such a bad rap, but you, there's nothing in this state you can't do. There's nothing you can't do. You can go to the beach in the summer. You can do winter activities like ice skating, snowboarding in the winter. And anything that you can't do. Sorry, I shouldn't have said no. It's, oh, Philadelphia's right there. Oh, New York's right there. What place has the two, are the two of the biggest metropolitan areas that are a bridge away, but get so supported by those states, you know? It's the best. And we have two football teams. People forget that. Pick one. I know they're called the New York Giants, but they play in New Jersey. And frankly, I dated this chick. She knows who she is. Um, she's a, Her family's very Italian-American. I remember her dad not really liking me because I was... You're a mick. Because I'm a mick, exactly. <laughs> See, I'm a guinea and a mick, so. Which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. You got profiled. <laughs> yeah. And uh, although, you know what? She said that. So I shouldn't, I should not, I try not to do this. I pre, I prejudged because she told me that. But I don't know. Yeah, he could be, yeah, yeah, yeah he could yeah. be, it's satire. He could be choking. He could true, be serious fall. I know. Because somebody but wouldn't want you sure. to, to, you wouldn't want somebody to take you like that and. Yeah, exactly. Someone say something about me, yep. and it goes, "No, that's not what I said, or not what I meant." Because context is thrown out the window. So, mm. I'm sorry, Mister. You know who your name is. <laughs> He'll watch this for sure. For sure. Um, but I remember uh, she literally thought that she's Italian. And I was like, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah." I was like, "Your what does your passport say?" And then she didn't want to answer that. I was like, what does your address say? What does the college you went to say? What does your, uh, <laughs> what does any of your IDs say, your fucking driver's license say? That's where you're from. Let me put it this way. There are more Italian-Americans who fought in World War II than any other group of Americans. You know who they fought? A lot of them. They fought Italian Italians. And they did a really good, they did such a good job getting rid of them. I can't tell you how good of, like, there were no more in Sicily. It's almost like they knew how to right. get rid of them. So, uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But she literally thought, I'm like, if there was a war start tomorrow and the United States was facing Italy, because Italy, you know, decided to Pearl Harbor us or whatever. Yep. Uh, or is aligned with someone who pulled the Harbor us, because that really did actually happen. Um, Conspiracy. No. Who are you fighting for? And no. she started thinking about it. I'm like, all right, I can't talk about this subject with you anymore. You know who taught me that lesson? Is an Irish guy. What? Because I went to basketball camp in seventh grade. And I said, my last name's Sullivan, so that means I'm Irish to the Irish guy. Yeah. And he goes. 
Irish, so, Irish. Yeah, I don't even know how to do fucking Irish accent. But then he, he was like, how are you Irish? Boy, what is a prime minister of Ireland or president? I'm not sure what yeah. they do. Can't answer it? You're not Irish. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what makes you Irish? He said, I'm a, well, I'm from, my family's from there. He said, Americans I don't do understand so how you're, he, like, he, he. They don't get it. Yeah, but this is the thing. They don't live in the melting pot. If yeah. you live in the melting pot, that's why this is created, is because people are still trying to have pride over I shit. Know. And we can't have American pride yet because we haven't been around that long. And you know, It's whatever. this weird thing where culturalism means more than nationality. Yeah, we haven't turned full... I don't know. And full nationalism is a little scary, though, isn't it? Uh, like, you still want to be... Full of anything scary. St- true. You still want to be Irish, though, is what I'm saying. And I still want to be Irish and Italian. I sorry. I still want to be Irish American and Italian American. I, I don't want to be, be American, Irish American, American Italian American. That's American all I'm saying I don't want to be grouped in with all, all all these fucking idiots. If a bunch of I, and I Italians love, are dumb, and I want to be dumb <laughs> in my group, we're the dumbest ones. Let's put it this I'll way: if Ireland, for whatever reason, I hope this never happens because I love Dublin. I have family in Dublin, and I I, I go there every three four years. Um, if for whatever reason they decided to invade Boston. Which would be hilarious. It would be hilarious because it's like you're, it's like you're invading Galway, which is a, a city in Ireland. Um, hey, sorry, but I'm gonna kill as many fucking Irish people as I can. True. <laughs> so that doesn't happen. Maybe I, my side Maybe. is my side is. I'd be is chosen. It's true. But uh, no, I, you do. You're right about the passport and all that shit, though, as well. Yeah, because yeah. people that I, I don't know what they want to be. You know, uh, they want to stand out or whatever. Or I'm not sure what, but it. It gets to the point where it's it's delusional because you think if you go to Ireland and actually associate with the Irish, like yeah, I'm Irish, they'd be laughing at you. They would be yeah. This guy couldn't understand what I was like. He didn't. He was like, yeah. I I don't understand. He know? doesn't know what you're talking about. No, like if no. my uh, that that girl I t- told you about, if she went and started rooting for the Italians in the World Cup or whatever, she doesn't know the cities, the language, the mm-hmm. culture, the society. They would be fucking laughing at mm-hmm. you. They would think you're an absolute poser. <laughs> and also, most of us, I mean, at least for me, like, my ancestors that came here from these countries, that right. was, like, four generations. Like it it's, was four generations. Oh, and for the people who, who, like, your parents were, were born elsewhere and they come here, mm-hmm. totally. If, That's if what I'm saying. They're the only ones that are legit. Exactly. Yeah. They're totally legit. Like, your parents were just born, born here. Or you were born in a different country. And then you, I knew this girl. She was um, Colombian, dual citizenship. She was born in Colombia, six months old, moved to the States. She's... Americanized, but not really because she, she the 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 she knows the language, she knows the culture, she knows everything. Her parents are Colombian. Her though? parents are Colombian as well. Oh, okay, absolutely. And um, for people like that, I'm not talking about the like first generation um, or you know generation zero. Not talking about that at all. But for the people, it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm for an example. Yeah, I'm Irish, and my my Irish family came here in the early. 20th century, and that makes me this and that, and I identify as Irish. No. <laughs> You're not. That, that was gay Irish. What? That was a gay Irish American. Is that, was that, was that, was that, was that? I was just trying yeah. to sound silly. I do that sometimes where I'm trying to sound silly and it comes out as gay. Or uh, perceived dude, as gay. I don't know. It's all right. You can tell us. It's live on the podcast. It's all good. Hey, hey. Hey, try anything I once, gotta my man. I got to stop doing that, though. I got to stop doing that. Because I'm not trying to sound that, but it comes out as that. Well, you're gonna have to go for the nerd like this or something, you know? Like you got to do something else that's not. That's I'm better with like not. impressions and accents. Yeah, see, you're I going do... free ball. You're going free ball, yeah. and that's that's. But when I do silly voices, they mm-hmm. come out as something that's not what I'm trying to sound like. 
like if I'm trying to like Mickey Mouse or or Ken Stabler or, or the Beatles or um, Obama, I'll come out as that. But when I do something silly, so be it. Oh, it's talent, maybe. Hey, <laughs> I think with you, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't know you, so I was like, yeah, this guy's a comedian. He's another guy telling me he's a comedian. And then I saw one of your clips, and I was like, okay. And then I saw more of the clips, yeah. and a couple of them resonated with me. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like I felt like you have. Uh, you have your maybe you don't have your full like voice yet because I feel like that comes probably later like in terms of you know same with the musician I agree right? with you more. but you have the confidence up there yeah. which is probably and you go through with the whole joke you're not fucking it up you're yeah. like you're, you got and your got shit the, yeah basically if nobody laughed you just keep going doing your thing which is like that's kind of what I'm and people are laughing so it's not an issue but yeah, that's I what bomb, I'm, I'm I look at your times. I basically totally you have to you're not posting those clips like People right. have it's it's kind of body language. It's kind of how your approach. Like you don't seem like a more reserved guy up there. You're out there telling jokes and talking mm-hmm. your shit, and mm-hmm. you're like, I think this is funny. Yeah, listen to me. You know, yeah, that's the vibe that I got. That's my unsolicited review. Yeah, it's. Um, I think I think you're, you're you're somewhat accurate. And what I see is a lot of people, um, a lot of comics. Once you kind of like post it, mm-hmm. that's kind of your stamp on that joke. And of course, you can still use it. But you can't really use it ever again on a social platform, which is unbelievably important um, for for the most part. So once you kind of post it, it's almost like you're you're killing getting rid of a joke. Oh. And a lot of people get uncomfortable because they're like, I want to keep doing this joke forever. But you do have to like turn the page eventually. Like, hey, I did this joke five, six, seven different shows. It worked really well at this one. It's time to time to say goodbye. So it's the opposite of a song. It's like it has to almost die when it's too good. The song lasts forever. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, you can still do that joke, but you don't want to be keep doing the same joke every show, every set. Every, hey, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back because it's a good audience. I'll bring it back, you know, because uh, I know this this um, uh, club owner wants me to to go hard in the paint, and I know this is a really good hard in the paint joke, you know? Something yeah, like the, that. and, and that's a classic, like, comedy uh kind of virtue or pitfall where the comic stays the one guy who you know just always opens the same club that tells the same jokes for 10 years yeah those people don't get anywhere yeah you but, know, yeah it's the best best advice i ever got is always be writing you always have to write jokes non-stop all the time I, they pop up in my head so i write them down Jokes? You write jokes? I write jokes, yeah. <gasps> you got to share one. A couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I mean, I will. I got, I got a couple uh, Got a couple concepts here. For, uh, well, you'll be my review guy. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'll tell you if it's good. Well, and also I've never done... I don't know. I didn't write sure. them out. They're just little I'll ideas. I'll tell you if it sucks. I'll tell you if it's good. Or I'll tell you if it, if it has potential. Oh, this one's a... I'm going to let you know if it's ass. <laughs> um... Okay, no. Okay, I'll find something good. This one's brutal, but maybe it's not brutal. Okay, so I called the pizza place, and I told them, I was ordering a pie. I told them my name was Victoria, and they believed me when I went in. And I said, who's it? They said, who's it for? And I said, Victoria. And they gave me the pizza, no questions asked. Trans rights are working. Well, it was horrible. I think you're doing an awful job. Um, frankly, I can't stand looking at you, but that's just, I'm talking to Brandon, your producer. Just, just. 
Wait, what? Don't even look at me. Like, just stop. I'm going to get a better one. Just stop it. Uh, in terms of the joke, yeah, that actually has some legs. Okay. I don't think it's um, good yet, but it's got legs. Okay. Um, it's good that sex offenders are lazy. Cut it out, Brandon. What am I doing it's over not here? Doing it's good that sex offenders are lazy. <laughs> they just don't have a lot of motivation. That's all I got on that one. Sorry. Oh. Um, my girlfriend asked me the difference between a therapy dog and a service dog. A service dog is when you're retarded. A therapy dog is when you're depressed. That's pretty hard in the paint. That's pretty hard in the paint, right? That's pretty hard. This is the this is the vibe of all of them. They're terrible. You don't have any. uh... You want to go through? Yeah. Uh... (laughs) I think I got a couple. Give me one more. Give me one more. Okay. The first one, I think that one has some legs. The trans one. Yeah, I think it could. By the way, my cousin's trans, and I support trans people. Just to uh, do the caveat. Hearing aids, not worse than regular aids, but still pretty bad. After that, financial aids. The only one that fucks your kids over, too. Financial aids. <laughs> all right! I got, all right. I got a little laugh. There's a little laughter. <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah. That's it. That's it. I'm closing it. I'm getting sweaty. Did you see me? I'm getting nervous. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dude, he's can not you, afraid to go hard. Can you spread? I, dude, I'll tell you this. Most I'll, people are afraid to go hard. No, I'll tell you this, man. In the last probably like two months, but like in the last few, like um, this segment that we do called the shit show, where we just talk shit. I mean, my friend Trap. I have realized I'm like, listen, I could always take all my shit down, and sure, people can clip it, whatever. Like if anything happens in my life, I'm in control of my YouTube. You'll know where I'm going with this. If I say any shit on a podcast that's so crazy, like, I can take my own stuff down, right. and it's down. Now, somebody could clip it, and it could be out there. I'm kind of just down to accept that. Right. Because if I, right now, in life, there's a lot of people in life right now who couldn't do that. Like, right. they couldn't get on here and do these jokes, making fun of AIDS or trans or whatever. Like, right. it is just a joke, but it's like, they couldn't even do, like, they would be, it, it would, the fact that we're in this context makes it a little bit better. And then the fact that it's kind of a podcast, got a little couple legs now. Well, it's a little a, bit better, but I'm good. But I feel like I should say it, you know? Why not? Well, I believe in free speech. Yeah. When Ellen DeGeneres got canceled, what did she get canceled for? Being mean. What did she identify as completely? Being nice. So therefore, she got canceled for being mean. No human being should ever get canceled. For being mean, but if you make yourself out to be this fucking saint, and people find out that you aren't, because no one's a even Mother Teresa had her bad days. So, if you identify as, hey, this podcast, I'm gonna go hard in the paint. I'm gonna speak my mind. I'm gonna have a couple of brews. How how if people? It's it's like getting mad at corn for playing bad music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, everybody... Actually, a bad, loud music. Did I say bad music? I actually like the I was going to go along with that. I like It's corn, like getting mad at but, corn for uh, playing loud music. Yeah. yeah, but... And the same thing, dude. Steve Jobs. How many CEOs became assholes just because they're like, Steve Jobs was an ass... Like, everybody loved that Steve Jobs was a dick. Nobody was pissed. Yeah. He they were like, they were, they're like, he was a dick. Fucking yeah, he made the iPhone. Anyone who ever accomplished anything had to step on some fingers. Yeah. In order to get there, man. Come on. That's the um, game. Yeah. I, I was just like, oh, my God, he's going this fucking hard. 
most people, when they start comedy, they're like, so yeah, my girlfriend, or they're like, um, yeah. uh, so uh, my brother was telling me it's usually like relatable stories, mm-hmm. but you're actually like, oh, these are jokes. No, it's kind of a premise. These, these are jokes mm-hmm. that, um, that I'm writing and I'm just going to go as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. Dude. I did not see that happening. Well, do you think I should do it? You think I should get up and try it? Do I think you should try comedy? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can I do it with you or like around you or at a mic you're at or something? Yeah. Okay. I'll let you know. All right. All right. I'll probably have to let you know because I'll have to get up the balls to do it. Yeah. You get five minutes. You'll get five minutes. Open oh, mics. no. That's terrible. These jokes are like one second. It's like 10 seconds long, dude. They're like punch. They're like not Remember when I said you the beginning podcast? Find a story. Tell the story three different times. Although probably because, you know, you probably won't get the chance. Uh, maybe tell it three to, to your mom and your dad and, and then tell it up on stage three different times. And uh, I don't know if I can tell these to my parents. They might not. Five. They might not really. See, I can say whatever I want to my mom and dad. Well, no, I can say it to them, but they might not get the joke. Uh, okay, I got it. Part of it. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't assume. But we'll my see. dad, thank God, he knows... He knows the difference between um, jokes and what did your what did your do or did your parents do for a living? My dad's a financial advisor. My mother is a physical therapist. So one of them does your IRAs, the other one does your hips or something, right? Or what does a physical exactly therapist right. even do? She keeps me upright. Yeah, because so occupational is different. This is there's physical. She's yeah. Grabbing people all day, mm-hmm. you know, helping people. I mean, she used to work at a hospital and she would um, help people recover from accidents. Now she works with kids, helping kids who physically aren't, um, usually not like kids in wheelchairs, mm-hmm. um, usually more kids that like don't have very good um, balance, don't have very good motor skills. She helps with that. But they didn't envision you going into comedy, you don't think? Right? No, they envisioned me going into film. I envisioned me going into film. I, I, yeah. I'm uncomfortable doing this i'm uncomfortable going up on stage yeah i'm i'm like i like being behind i'm i think another reason i'm looking brand is because i get jealous because i like being behind the camera dude that's why he's been looking at you that's because he wants to be where and that's exactly that's exactly i remember i was like why do i keep looking at sean that's me he was on here for two hours yeah he did it so he already did his time this is your you got to do your time time today yeah yeah it's what you got to do dude like he's me but also like why I asked you too, like why you hit me up because I have people that I hit up that I had that I asked to be on. Not many, like mostly people just come to me and now it's kind of like that. But I do have some people that I hit up to be on where it's a recommendation from a friend. They're like, hey, you should get this person on. And I go, okay, I'll get them on. And then they just kind of divert. Like they don't say no. They just start talking about something else or they just, because right. it's like I literally have people who have waited years to do this. And then there's people that I reach out to. And by the way, I'm not trying to make it sound better than it is. But there's people that I reach out to and they might not even want to do it. So the fact that you reach out to me, like, I told you that just randomly one you day when I met you. in July. Yeah. And I and you're probably and you're like, yeah, yeah, if you ever want to go on the pod, let me know. And um, I remember like, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And, and you're like, yeah, he's probably never going to let me know. And then randomly. Yes, I, because most people, do, well, I would say. A good portion of people don't. No, I say what I mean. I mean what I say. Chances are if I say Sean, it, I did it. You, you mentioned being on a podcast before. What other podcasts uh, were you on? Uh, my Big Fat Podcast. My Big Fat Podcast. By my podcast. buddy John Michael, who, he's a comic who goes hard, man. He goes hard. He's he a really good comic, yeah. He's, um... 
he's where he where he really excels at, um, or at least I, I I think he excels at is um, uh, delivery. What I call phone book funny, which is you have such good delivery, you have such good timing, you have such good um, uh, presence of of the room mm-hmm. um, that you can just be talking to people and it's fucking funny. <laughs> like a Joey Diaz esque like type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I guess so. And um, he just gets something out of the crowd, um, and a lot of it's off the top of his head. And he's very good with um, uh, improv. I have a. Uh, I was just listening to this phone book funny. I've never heard of that uh, expression before. He could phone. read a fucking phone. Oh, book re- okay, and I it's get it. funny. I get, it. I get it. Yes, yes. He could just read the way they talk. Yeah, the way people. Yeah. A manual to two thousand four Ford Acura. And it's funny. For an actor, just I think Honda Acura, right? Fucked up. Didn't I? Yeah, Honda owns Acura. Yeah, it's all good. Glad you didn't. I'm a car guy. Yeah. Don't don't get me started. If you interrupted me on that, you'd be a fucking nerd. I am. <laughs> I'm a car nerd for sure, dude. I'm a history nerd. That's where my nerdy stops. Everybody's got their nerd. Yeah. I I don't know what Brandon nerd that video shit. I remember there's this kid in my uh, high school. Um, he, was, he was saying like some nerd. Um, and uh, I called him a nerd, and this girl got mad at me. And he just goes there. He's like, I'm a nerd. <laughs> On behalf of other people. Yeah. That ha- it happens. And that girl who got mad at me, she's a nerd, too. Some people are nerd, like, with comics. Some people are nerd with history. If you're a nerd, nerd guys. and you don't self-identify as a nerd, you're not really a nerd. Yeah. Everybody. You have to self-identify. I'm a, I'm a film nerd. I brought my own cam. He's got three cameras here. BYOC. One, <laughs> and I brought my own camera. Well, Brandon brought his too, so you guys can both be nerds. Yeah, got most it. of these cameras are bops, but no, nah, I'm a nerd about film stuff for sure. That's how it goes, buddy. Yeah, dude, we're almost at we're at like an hour and thirty, hour and forty right now. Really? I said we bring him home. What do we bring him home with? You're a the- joke. I, I, want, <laughs> I want I want more jokes. Yes. <laughs> no, not not for mine. Mm. How bad do you want the jokes? Big uh, is it sign language or Italian? Uh, see, I was trying to do a silly voice there. Did that come out as... How'd that sound? Not silly, I bet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nose jobs blow my fucking mind. You want to know why? Why? Because he can't fix ugly. <laughs> all right, we got a laugh. That's it. I'm leaving you on out. <laughs> it's That's not true, true, dude. I'm not... By the way, yeah, like, if you get a nose job, it's all good. Yeah. Don't come after me. Come on, it's jokes. I'm not coming after how, you. No, not you. I'm saying there's people listening and watching this. Come on, it's there's some people. We got a couple stragglers on the back end here. They stayed yeah. for the jokes. They stayed for the good shit. This is what comics do. Is comics is less about laughing and more about like listening, and then like absorbing. And, Dude, like, this is scary to tell these. This is scary. Good. This well, is hard. You got courage. Oh, dude, I can't imagine. I mean, dude, on stage, there's no. This is good. That's gonna be fun. I gotta do it now. Yeah. I'm down, Sean. I gotta work on my voices because I'll do. I'll try to sound like silly, or I'll try to sound um, mean, or I'll try to sound like a cartoon. And my buddies will be like, "All right, dude, you sounded just not that. Yeah, or not I'm anything. Like, Great." But I can do fu- an accent or an impression, no fucking problem. Yeah, that George Bush impression was spot on. By yeah, the way. dude, that was, that was fucking. I love Bush. Yeah, yeah, the face too. You got the face. Yeah. 
He's, he's basically, it's like he ate a sour apple on his mouth, but somehow his, his eyebrows and eyes got <laughs> widened and then it shut. Just to be like, hey, all I know is I want myself a new baseball team. I want to call them the Texas Bushes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be sexual, but hey, if that's what people think, it's fine. <laughs> um, he's the best Bush. He's the best one to laugh at. HW. So, what, you want a joke? Do you want a fucking joke? Bring him home. <laughs> Let's bring this train to the station. I'm sorry if I've been speaking so quietly the whole time. I have an issue with that. It's all right. I'll turn your game up. I'll turn you up in post. Shout out to Ryan for turning you up in post. So, we are editing. If we do audio editing, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I need to master this shit. I need to master this piece of shit. But it's my piece of shit. I created it. I okay, created so this is a silly. Yeah, this is a, a. Oh, dude, you got fucking. Yeah, you got real, real right up there, dude. This is just 2023. Oh, see, mine's this all is 2023. Mine's jokes. all in separate. 2022. Mine's separate. <laughs> separate notations. Separate. Oh yeah. Not on one thing. That would take me forever. Um. But yeah, I was dating this this girl. Um not too long ago and she kept getting mad at me for not taking her out not taking her to meet people not taking her to meet my friends and um she got really mad and that's why we broke up uh she wasn't the brightest girl we dated during the pandemic that's a good one dude i guess my girl's dumb too why she asked for that too no we dated during the pandemic was that the (laughs) i thought that was why it was funny was that did i miss no because no one's out no one's out (laughs) Over my head, boys. <laughs> I got all the other ones. You got all the other ones. At least this is that. one of the most unique episodes I've ever done in four years. But that's good because you're a unique guy, dude. I mean, I appreciate that. That's good because he got it. You didn't. That means like, hey, maybe I need to be clear with that. Maybe there's something that could have sounded better. One thing I can do is improve your jokes, man. I'm a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, why are you here? Because you're a fucking genius. <laughs> I mean, I'm no yay, but yeah. And but you're the one. Was, <laughs> Jesus, Kanye, you were the one who, um, when when I kept like looking, I'm still looking at Brandon. You're I know the, you were the one who were like, oh yeah, it's because you you're a film guy. You you like being you 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 want to be in his shoes right now. That's why I keep looking at him. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I was a little psychotic, like Jedi mind trick or some bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely, like I said in the beginning, I'm like, all right, this dude, Sean's different. Like, he's looking at the audience, like, speaking to them. Like, I was like, I'm going to switch to his angle more because it seems like he's looking at him. Like, I didn't know you were looking at me, man. No, yeah. I was looking at you. No, Maybe no, it's just because I, um, I don't have the courage to admit my feelings for Mr. Brandon. You should do some more podcasts. You should talk a little louder. You should put your jokes in a story form. That's, so you can tell them on a podcast. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, this is my unsolicited advice right now at the end of this 100%. podcast. So. I've always had a soft voice and um, everyone on stage is like, Sean, just fucking speak up. I don't know why you're not fucking speaking. You have to project. <laughs> oh, yeah. The thing with me is once I got it, I got it. Like once I got it, I could not do it anymore. Speak from the tummy, huh? Maybe I should have taken like acting classes or some shit like that. They show you how to project. Accent right? classes. That's what you're going to say. Oh, accent. Get rid that's of that. That's Get rid of that accent. Say. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. On that note, Sean, thanks for doing this, man. 
Thanks for hitting me up. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Thank, hey, thanks for coming, brother. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. No, no, no. Great job. I love that you again. Great right. job. Brother so, B, thanks for tapping in with us, brother. Of course, boys. Appreciate you being here. FDU alums. Yeah. Shout out Doing FDU. It. I mean, one of you guys didn't go there. So, it's wait, are the cameras still recording? I didn't wrap it up yet, no. dude. What's going on? You want to say oh, something? Yeah, we're still, yeah, I thought that was it. I thought on. handshake and then Headset done. back on, man. No, dude. Calm, calm down. Why are you trying to... If you want to go home, go home. But, like, calm down. Let me end the thing. <laughs> Damn. Let's end the thing. Jesus I don't know Christ. How, I don't know how these work. I, I don't know. When we handshook and we said thanks tell, for coming on, uh, I don't know. Kind of thought I was over. I only lived in society for 27 years. No, I got to do the outro. The podcast is different than real life. It's not uh, handshake, then walk away. Come on. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I'm wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the deal. It's Bobcast. We're on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. Sean Flynn, thanks for being here. All your stuff in the show notes, you know the deal. All right, thanks for having now me. we're out. Peace. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening today. The only thing I ask is if you could please share this show. We're gaining a lot of traction online now in terms of with the uh, Instagram clips are doing. So we want to just keep the momentum going and get better and better guests so we can improve the quality, improve the conversations. And all that happens with you. Uh, none of this would be possible uh, without the people who support this show. So please share the episode, uh, whether that's on your social media or with a friend. Really appreciate it. So make sure to tune in next Monday as well and catch the video version on YouTube. All right. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.